This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Good morning, good evening, whenever you're tuning in. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am so, so pleased you are here with me today. We've got a very, very special guest in store for you today. So let me get through my my reading for today. Um, For those of you who don't remember, um, we've gotten through my book, Everyday Awakening, and so now I'm going back and just pulling out, uh, 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 in order, uh, blog posts from about two years ago. So uh, today's blog post is entitled, When We Contribute from a Heart-Centered Place, the Whole World is Improved. Certain things we do just because they are the right thing to do. We help the people in our community because it feels good. Maybe we comfort someone who is ill or lend a hand to someone who is struggling. These things we just do naturally, without a thought of a reward or compensation, for we are doing them from a heart-centered place. Not that there aren't things we do for exchange, such as a job, or run a business, or sell a product. Yet there are other sides of our life that do not require the same type of exchange. And people can feel it. They know when you are helping them to get something back or not. People can feel when they are truly being in service or just looking out for ourselves. What we don't often realize is that from By coming from a generous place, we are actually investing ourselves. We are investing in the collective good and of the people around us. Putting out energy into the world as fertilizer for creating a better place. And we may not realize it, but one day that investment will come back to us. Not in the way we expect not in the manner we may foresee. Yet when the day comes that we are in need, those we have helped will remember it. They will rally to our side and support us as we once supported them. Not out of obligation or payment. They do it because they have experienced the generosity of our heart. And that generosity inspires them. We may not even be the recipient of their generosity. Perhaps it is somebody, someone else in need who, who needs the benefit. And that is how we make the world a better place. 
one small step at a time. For when we do good for others without thought of our own reward, we improve everyone's lives. And when the entire community is doing better, we thrive as well. So perhaps one day, long after we have forgotten what we have done for others, they will come to our aid just when we need it the most. And that surprise will bring us tears of joy. So where have you given from a heart-centered place? How have you contributed to making the entire community better? So I wrote this post a couple of years ago, and it really started from a place of seeing how when people come together and they give from their hearts and they give in a way where they're not looking for anything in return, they're not after some result, they're just doing it because it's the right thing or it feels good. That weeks, months, years later, that good can come back to them. And indeed, what often happens is because we give from such a generous place, it lifts up others. And when we lift up others, not from a place of of, of that they can't do it for themselves, but from a place of being generous for generosity's sake. We don't just help that person, but we empower that person to help others. And then they help others. And then they help others. And the whole community thrives. And and that was really sort of the kernel, the seed of this idea, was that when we truly contribute to others' well-being without worrying about ourselves, Everyone does better. Everyone does better. And you can see it over and over again, especially when someone passes and then people show up at the funeral and they talk about how this gentleman touched their lives and changed them for the better. And, you know, for me, it kind of just brings to mind the story, um, the book Tuesdays with Maury about, about this sports coach, Maury, who, um, really touched people's lives through much more than just being a coach, but really changed their life and how he contracted ALS and how he, he, wanted to celebrate his life before he passed. And so he would have funeral days where people would come and say what they would say at his funeral. And he's like, why why do I have to wait to die to hear all this good stuff? And you hear about all the amazing ways that he touched people's lives. And there's so many people like that in the world. And they may not be millionaires and they may not be influencers on Instagram and they may not be common household names, but they've touched people's lives who they're connected with. And by doing that, those people have touched other people's lives and that 
that wave of generosity carries on around the planet. And it kind of feels like, especially today with what's going on in the world, this just feels like such a good reminder that when we contribute from a heart-centered place, the whole world is improved. So if if you like that uh, blog post, you can always uh, uh, read a bunch of them. It's on the talkradio.nyc website. You can just go to talkradio.nyc slash blog, or you can always go to theconsciousconsultant.com and check out my blog there. And now it is my pleasure to welcome to the show author, speaker, facilitator, embodiment expert, and a woman I am honored to call my friend, Jennifer Huff. Jennifer is an expert in the physics of flow and assisting businesses and visionaries to implement and embody systems to experience the overflow and harmony of all things desired. She works with individuals and businesses to discover the underlying path of the most flow and least struggle using the laws of applied fig- physics that result in nonlinear results while optimizing a sense of fulfillment and enjoying the journey. Jennifer created and ran the la- largest holistic nutrition company in Canada, which soon led to her developing the holistic practitioner mentorship program for small businesses. She sold that in 2006 and still has a deep passion for assisting others towards vitality and abundance in all areas. In 2007, the wide awakening was born out of a passion to assist individuals and corporate leadership to understand the physics of ease, flow, and nonlinear results using the laws of applied physics. Jennifer was catalyzed by the recognition that most people try to fix their problems instead of inventing new a new operating system that would naturally lead to unforeseen solutions. For that reason, she was inspired to create Get Out of Your Own Way and with its proprietary experiential exercises based on applied physics. And she's also author of the book, Unstuck. Jennifer, welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour. So excited to be here, Sam. Nice to see you. By the way, that beautiful blog post just reminds me, of course you would write that. It reminds me exactly of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And somehow it seems, again, I'm going in order from a couple of years ago, but it just seems so apropos for today. You know, it's, you know, what it, what it brought me to is uh, one, two, three, probably five years ago, we took uh, a group on a uh, spiritual journey to Thailand to be with the elephants uh-huh. And um, we had this, we had this amazing, amazing guide. They specifically took him out of retirement to be on our bus with us because we, we, uh, we had connected with these beautiful people that were, that were helping this elephant sanctuary. And they said, you have to get this guide. So they asked him to come especially for us. And I can tell why. Uh-huh. I could tell back then it's like, oh, I understand. This man was probably the most generous, uh, just thoughtful. Um, he had uh, details and, and guidance ready for us that was 
that was above and beyond the call of duty because it was in his heart to do that. Mm. And at the end of the trip, I remember thanking him and I broke down in tears because, because he was one of those people that made me want to be a better person. And I told him that to the whole bus. I said, you literally make me want to be a better person. Wow. And, uh, and so, you know, I strive, he's part of the reason, you know, I strive to be not carry the weight of humanity on my shoulders, Hmm. but I do look at how infectious his way of being was and how it didn't just infect me. It infected the entire group of people that came with us on the trip. And uh, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, in my last episode, I talked about my trip to Peru that I just returned from. Mm -hmm. And there were two guides with the group the whole time, uh, Armando and Odan. And they were just wonderful, uh, beautiful people people and they actually sat in ceremony with us when we sat with the Huni Kun tribe. Yeah, there and, you go. And and it was really something they were so generous with their time. They really helped out. They they you know brought us to different places and translated for us. Um and yeah just that generosity of spirit and and it came from just such a I don't know. There's a certain innocence about them uh, yeah. that, that just exuded from, from their being and from being with them. And and that to me was, was also one of the special parts about the trip. There is something about when you meet people like that, because they, they somehow haven't been jaded by the, let's say sometimes in these developed world I don't know if we can call it really developed, can we? Yeah. Uh, but they, they they say we are. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I just, the, the simple nature of his life has, I could see that it caused him to remember what's important. Mm. And I think right now, you know, right now in Israel, I have a friend named Gil, who I love. And he and his family are in the, middle of things. It doesn't really matter where people are on the political spectrum. It's a very scary time to be anywhere in that neck of the woods. And uh, he literally has created a little connection time with all his friends on this side of the pond. Um, Just to say what's going on with his, with his family and what they're doing to contribute and how we can help and what's happening with his you know, Palestinian neighbors and with his Israeli neighbors and, or his Jewish neighbors, I should say. And he's just, um, in times where he's really afraid, he's being generous to not only collect stories that keep him inspired, but also he's assisting to build bridges in other parts of the world when we join him, you know, once a month or once a week. And so, these are the kinds of things, right? You know, you can, you can take these times of great change and you can run and hide or, or uh, take a mm-hmm. side and fight, 
or you can literally open your heart and come from that same place that you just read about in your blog. Yeah. Yeah. I I just found out on a zoom call last night that someone I know, his sons are in Israel in the army. And he said, one of them who like mans a tank on his helmet, he has the Thich Nhat Hanh quote that says, an eye for an eye means everyone will go blind. Yep. Ain't that the truth. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's, it's, uh, we're in a time where, where we get to choose whether we add energy to a side mm-hmm. or we actually add energy to a vision for the future, mm-hmm. which for me is yet another act of generosity. It's also a courageous act, you know? Yeah. So, um, so it's just, it's just interesting times, Sam. And, uh, always humbled to see how I can do more, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but also humbled to see uh, just, just very touched that um, it's not even touched. I'm actually um, grateful that I have come to this place where I don't really have uh, interest in taking sides, unless it's the side of the solutions that work for all, as Buckminster mm-hmm. Fuller said. Mm-hmm. If it's not a solution that works for all, I'm not interested. Even those that we think are uh, being the root cause of the problem, yeah. uh, even they, the the reason they're fighting so hard for their point of view is is their pain. So that doesn't mean that we be Pollyanna and we're not smart about it. But at the same time, it's looking for solutions that work for all people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Mm -hmm. Just to let you know, I'm calling this episode Manifestation is a Funny Thing. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. That's so appropriate. I just got filmed for something called the Manifestation movie that's not out yet. Ah. I literally, that was a day and a half ago, my friend. So I love the topic. I pulled this from one of your, your emails that you sent out recently. So I thought it would be great to talk about manifestation. And, and one of the things that you love to teach people about, which is how we're a living intention. Yes. So I would love to get into that. I do see. Our loyal listener, Sanaya, says, a little flicker can bring so much light to the world. Absolutely, Sanaya. Mm -hmm. All right. So, everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, all over social media. And you can always find the replay on talkradio.nyc. And we will be right back with my dear friend and amazing teacher, Jennifer Huff, in just a moment. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. So, Jennifer, one of the reasons I always love to have you come on the show and for us to have conversations is you always have a very different perspective on things uh-huh. um, compared to what's generally out there. Yeah. And I really I remember the first time I heard you talk about the idea of like, we don't need to have intention because we're a living intention it it just like made my whole body relax when I heard you say that mm. because sometimes I feel like we get a little too caught up in, in intention and did I get it right? And did I phrase it properly? And you know, all the mind gets in there and it, it, right. and, it, it and it kind of gets us into knots and to hear you say we're a living intention. We don't have to worry about intention. It really, it just felt so good. And so I'm just curious, like, how did you come to that? And, and and what do you really mean by that? Well, let me ask how I came to it. As I was studying the laws of physics and looking at, you know, that marriage between physics and some of the spiritual principles that we get told, um, I started to realize that, you know, when we study the smallest particles of us, the 99.39% of us that actually is not in three dimensions, but is so integral to us being alive, being able to express, um, having a purpose. And of course, those metaphysical particles actually co-conspire to uh, feed us 
the not only the intuition and the and the guidance that we need but um also start to respond to the actions that we take based on the intention that we are mm-hmm. the gift that we are not the intention that we have um the intention that we are will always trump the intention that we have because the intention that we have is often made up from our history based on mm-hmm. what we know is possible, what we've watched on television, what we've heard other people say. And oftentimes when we make an intention, uh, it's not actually authentic or from uh, the, the, the most powerful place in us. It's from a place where we feel like we're something, there's something missing in our lives. We start to make intentions to try to start to fix things. So, or to make up for not being enough. Mm. So, you know, if I had a big enough house or a nice enough car, Mm. then maybe people would respect me. Or if I made twice as much money as I do now, then maybe, you know, my father would think that I was enough or you see what I mean? And when we start to set so many people set intentions from those places in fact, there's probably every once in a while people say, well, yeah, why else would you make an intention? <laughs> Hello? No. Like, isn't that why you do it? And I'm like, no, no, no. So, yeah, it's so, so yeah. interesting because with the ceremonial work that I do, mm-hmm. we always start off a ceremony with people speaking their intention. Mm-hmm. And and the first couple of years, you know, that, that was always the way we did things. And then I went to a ceremony that Armand, the creator of this lineage, did. Yeah. And he didn't do intentions. He'd just ask if people had questions and he would talk and we'd get started. Yep. And I remember asking one of the people who, who was assisting him, I'm like, how come we don't do intention? And they said, because he stopped doing intentions because he felt that people would always do intentions from the wounded place inside of us. There we go, my friend. That's it. So that is not where consciousness comes from. Consciousness comes from the place, not only are you whole and complete, but you're from the place that you're actually a creator that is so, oh gosh, integral and and part of and beautiful and expansive, a, a creator that has access to all of the resources of all of the cosmos. We are human beings are so powerful. We have 75 trillion cells sending and receiving photon packages of light back and forth from all of consciousness, from each other, from all of nature. I'm looking outside at the trees. Of course, you can't see that. But, you know, we have all of this communing with us, and yet we're paying attention to the mind. So two things I think that are valuable to share um, to make this point because it's a much deeper discussion than just right now. Um, but I'm sure we're going to get to it in our conversation. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, I'm always reminded of this woman, Kathy, in a, in a course called get out of your way that you talked about in my intro. And thank you for the kind intro. Um, and so this woman came in after day, day one of get out of your own way. She was so excited. She walked in with a vision board. And uh, the vision board was full of pictures. And one of them was a Ford F-150 truck. And uh, outside she goes, Jennifer, 
my my um sorry my son found my vision board yesterday i haven't seen it in 5 years but it's so cool to open it because i saw that the truck that's on my vision board is the one i'm driving now and i said mm-hmm. and she said so this stuff works and i said well it's not what you think though she said what do you mean <laughs> i said it's not exactly like the secret says in fact i would say that the manifestation was probably finding the magazine that was in alignment with the truck that was already coming your way. Mm. And then in fact, uh, your higher level, you were still at a place where you didn't realize that consciousness has your back so deeply that you're already moving through time and space on a track for that particular truck. Her, they were in construction. So having this truck meant a lot for her, you know, it was a really big deal. And, um, and she was loving her job and all that kind of stuff. So her alignment with the with loving her life and helping to run this company with her husband, she loved it so much. It was already inevitable she was going to get the truck. But the collective helped her find something. And even the collective helped her son find the the vision board while she was taking a course about living in alignment with yourself so that I could give her an explanation that actually worked, you know, because. So what you're saying is mm-hmm. she got the truck, not because she put it on the vision board. It had nothing to do she, with the vision board. She put it on the vision board because she was going to get the truck. That's as it. just right. part of who she is. It's part of the, the, her love of her, of her creativity forward within this company. So it's got her company name on this. I mean, they got a deal on it. The whole thing was completely in alignment with where she was headed and who she really is. Um, And Sam, you know, it reminds me of the Tibetan monks that uh, I, I love this story where when I asked them, Hey, you know, how do you pray? I want to know the difference between how I pray and how you pray. In other words, how you intend and how I intend. Mm. Well, at least that's what I thought I was asking. Mm. And uh, they said, well, how do you do it? I said, well, you know, we basically ask for, we ask God for things. We sort of humble ourselves at the feet of God and just ask for stuff. That's how most religious people do it. Um, It's an intention. And they said, well, that's, this is years ago, by the way, this is over a decade ago. Hmm. when I didn't understand how it actually worked. And they, they they were part of my evolution. They said, listen, that's not what we do, but that doesn't mean that you're, I, I like it. And, you know, they were considering it. And I said, hmm. how do you do it? And they said, what we do is we come from a place where the inevitability of our being loved by all that is already exists. And that what comes our way is all a blessing and it will never cease. And so our prayers are already always prayers of gratitude. And I thought it's just prayers of gratitude for how it actually is that we're so blessed by the benevolence of creation all the time. And I thought, fascinating. Isn't it fascinating that that's completely in alignment with Mm. how it actually works, which is, Mm. and we can talk about this after the break, but that it's, it's never not coming to us, Sam. It's that we literally get in the way and half the time we're getting in the way by setting intentions that are 
so minute compared to what's possible, A, and B, that we're desperate for them, which is not a vibrational match for that which we seek. So, Mm. yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So much in there. Um, I, I definitely want to go deeper into how do we get out of our own way since that's one of your specialties. <laughs> sure. Um, but specifically when we come back from break, I would love to know about how do we get out of our own way when it comes to our healing journey? Sure. All yeah. Right. I hear you. So uh, I hope you all are enjoying this out there in radio land. If you have any questions for Jennifer and myself, please just post them in the comment section of the video on the live stream. Or you can always reach out to us after the fact, but I would love to hear your questions as well. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We will be right back with my guest and dear friend, Jennifer Huff, in just a moment. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. We're speaking this hour with Jennifer Huff, um, creator of The Wide Awakening, that offers such amazing programs as Get Out of Your Own Way and and the Embodiment Workshop. What's the Embodiment Workshop called again? The Embodiment Workshop. The Embodiment <laughs> Workshop. I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, um, I, I love that workshop. It's just so, it's so what's up. it is a crazy time in life and it's it's uh it's interesting yeah it's just interesting what we like what we talked about at the beginning um how easy it is to 
to default back to old ways, right? Yeah. And so embodiment is all about just transcending the need to default back to the old ways of being. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Speaking of old ways of being, so yes. as you know, I, I do healing work. I do ceremonial work on yes, and and as I mentioned, like we do intentions at the beginning, sure. And so, as we mentioned before, if we're a living, breathing intention, and 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 like it's inevitably coming to us. So when we're on our healing path, like when somebody is dealing with trauma and dealing with challenges that they've carried with them most of their life and they're Mm -hmm. trying to unwind so that they can just feel better have a better life yeah what would be in your perspective what would be the best way to approach intentions or what would be the best way to sort of start thinking about it because they've come from this sort of trauma-informed place for so long that the nervous system is is kind of lined up that way yeah what do we do to unwind that in the nervous system i totally hear you sam so you know after having been in san diego speaking just recently the um i had the benefit of getting a treatment from this woman who works on the vagus nerve and uh and it was just so powerful she had such a pure heart and as i was experiencing the treatment i thought to myself oh yet another tool in the toolbox of how we transcend those somatized you know embodied traumas in our life i would say you know Tools like that are really helpful. Mm -hmm. And there is a phase in our life where we, not for everyone, but uh, the people that we work with, Sam, certainly are in a place in their life where they would like to transcend and and free themselves of um, some of the deepest issues that they've had in their life so that they can fly free. Uh, And I ask people to look at it a little differently than an operating system that says, first, I have to excavate the living heck out of myself, analyze the living heck out of myself uh, in order to get to a place, which is why I love ceremony, actually, is that it gives you the opportunity to see what's happened to you from such a higher perspective Mm -hmm. that you can reframe it and it can transmute from your uh, nervous system and Mm -hmm. from your cells. We do that uh, from the point of view of how physics works, because once you understand the science of existence, once you understand that, um, Every little problem, every struggle, every big problem you ever go through, everything that's happening in the world right now, as Earth spirals through space, you know, at 55,000 miles an hour, and therefore we're spiraling through space at 55,000 miles an hour, as we're doing that. We are not on a standing still journey that's going around in a circle like most uh, visions of the solar system would show. That's not how it works. 
We're constantly on the move going to next and more and better. And so understanding that how next and more and better looks like in an individual life is it looks like the contrast, and this is fact in the land of physics, entanglement theory says that every time you have contrast, every time you have struggle, every time you have hardship, on the other side, there must be solutions, evolutions, you're becoming um, things that you can have a new awareness about so that you can do more, be more, apply, take those problems and turn it into something that makes the world a better place or whatever it is. So consciousness is always and forever perpetually in a spiral, just like our earth is. In fact, the entire universe is moving in that same spiral. So is our galaxy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So instead of going in a circle, which is just trying to, if we were really going in a circle, everyone would live in survival mode. It's like, how do I get my piece of the pie? But everything is constantly expanding, including the the universe. So then understanding that instead of thinking about your life with the intention of fixing yourself because you're broken and like there's Mm -hmm. some finite end to that. Like if I'm fixed, then I'm not broken anymore, then woohoo, and I can just relax and I can be myself, and I can, you know, just move through life. Well, the truth is, you're a creator. You didn't come here to just coast on your laurels. The fun of being alive is to create on that spiral. That's the whole fun. And in order to create the what's next, you know, when I wrote the book Unstuck, I had to become the person that could write that book that would then that would then get on you know, all sorts of paths because of it that would, you know, it's like, but I had to keep becoming. Mm. And the person I had to become to even write it because I resisted writing that book for six years, Sam. I mean, I I literally was not becoming that person. I I was afraid to become that person. So, so as we become that person, it catalyzes us to the next and to the next and to the next And, uh, you know, as I hear people's stories and the difference that the book makes to people, I realize it's like, it's not that I owe it to myself to keep becoming. It's that that's the fun that the more I become, the greater the contribution I get to make. And the same is true for everyone who's listening right now. And every just just hear this every time there's a problem, a struggle, something hard, even something that gave you PTSD, there are vast arrays in the laws of entanglement where everything you need and beyond is already created. The question is not, how do I fix myself? The question is, how do I align with my evolutions and what's the science of that? And the issue is most people are addressing the problem at the frequency of their need to be fixed. They're broken and they're broken and they're broken. So when people are intending, it's like, I'm broken and I need fixing. Here's my intention to be unbroken and they language it in whatever way they language it. But in all honesty, um, they would do a lot better being curious about how to get their mood, how to get their frequency, how to get into their heart, how to, You know, sometimes the exercise I give my clients is just put 20 sticky notes all over your house. You've probably heard me say that, Sam, Mm -hmm. Um, that say, how can I feel better right now? 
And when you feel better, the solutions are at the equal and opposite frequency of the problem that you had. So as you feel better, you start to align frequentially, if that's even a word, okay. with with the solutions that are awaiting you. And all of a sudden, when you're out walking in the woods or when you least expect it, you start receiving information, start receiving solutions, start having ha-has. I know it's happened for you. It happens for yeah. me all the time because I deliberately do it. That start to give us the awareness we need to live at the frequency of solutions uh not just the ones that we're aware of, even the ones we're not aware of, that get us actually ahead of even living in problems and struggle. We start to we start to get some momentum on that leading edge. And that momentum is when the fun starts. And uh all of a sudden, so Sam, this is this is a big one and I'll complete with this. Okay. But this is a big one. Imagine that you catch up with a thriving operating system. You understand how the operating system works. Mm -hmm. And now what happens is the instant you have a problem, you know there are solutions. So when you have a problem, you get excited for the who you're going to become. Mm -hmm. There is rarely a person I've met that lives that way. Yeah. But when we can get to that place, Sam, right. where our frequency is at such a place, it's not like you stop having problems. It's that your perception of them is that they are catalysts for the who you have to become. And if everything actually happens for us, if the universe truly is having our back and it's happening for us, then truthfully, that way of thinking about it is the most aligned way of thinking I can come up with. Everything happens for me. So I'm excited every time I get a struggle or a, you know, whatever it is. It's, I, I'm excited. So, yeah. It's funny uh, that somebody once related how uh, from doing the ceremonial work I do, someone once went to Armand and they asked him, does life get better from doing this work? And he said, no, but you do. Yes, indeed. Sounds like I would really enjoy Armand. <laughs> yes, yes. One of these days, I'll, I'll I'll have to find an opportunity be, to bring the two of you together. I think that'd be a fun, a fun connection. Yeah, life does not. You don't have less struggle, but your relationship to what's going on changes so drastically that as a creator, you understand that it's all part of the creative process. So you lean into it. Instead of resisting it, trying to have control or trying to protect yourself. And then it becomes fun. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's why manifestation is a funny thing, right? It's a funny thing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. I can't believe it's already our last break. Okay. Isn't that crazy. I have a I have a question for you when we come back from the break. Okay. That's a very physics related question. Okay. But I want to apply it to like real world, like this holiday season, how do people yeah. apply these physics esoteric concepts to real day-to-day -day life situations? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with my dear friend, Jennifer Huff, and we will be right back. To, to really, you don't want to miss this last part to, to wrap it all up and to give you some real goodies for the holidays. So stay tuned.
Are you a high achieving growth oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronco, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So, Jennifer, last year, a couple of gentlemen won the Nobel Prize for physics mm-hmm. for proving that the universe is not locally real. Uh-huh. And I've heard you say that the universe doesn't have our back. The universe is our back. Yes. So if the universe is our back and the universe is not locally real, what does that mean for us <laughs> when we're living our life on a day-to-day basis? Well, you got to go into the full story of what yeah. that means. The, the the universe is not local, is non-local. Okay, so what is it if it's not if it's not local, right? What what mm-hmm. actually is it? So it's omnipotent, omnipotent, omniscient, and um, it's starting to understand that our limited three-dimensional pea brains. <laughs> really have a it's pretty hard to grasp the vastness of how the universe works but i i'm gonna uh, just attempt for a second um one of my colleagues who uh who's all around me it's inevitable that we should meet but his name is nasim harriman he's a physicist and uh what he is doing right now he's he's completing his papers on uh the equation that Einstein was working on that that helps to uh show the the proof for the balance of the universe like it explains mm-hmm. the universe mathematically and in order for his proof to work you know he got to a certain place and uh it didn't work and then he's like oh 
the vacuum that is the entire universe, the, the, the black hole, the wormhole, the toroidal field that is the entire universe has to be, must be at the center of our protons. It has to be at the center of 75 trillion cells, which is what we're made of, times 100 billion atoms per cell. Just think about that for a second. That's like nuts, right? So 75 trillion cells is like 10,000 times the number of people on the planet Mm -hmm. is the number of cells we have in our body times 100 billion atoms per. And at the center of each of those is the actual universe. Now, most people go into, oh, it must be a reasonable facsimile or a photocopy or a, you know, like a, like a, like a chunk down version or a, a little itty bitty universe, you know, or mm-hmm. something like that. And no, in a fractal, in a fractal universe, it is the universe. It's the actual universe. And I know it's hard for people to understand that, but the actual universe is at the center of your protonic structure. So just imagine that for a second. You're both in the universe and the universe is within you at the smallest place at the same time. Hmm. And existence is everything in between. And we're within that field. So we have it within us and we are within it. So what are the implications of that? The implications of that, especially around manifestation, <laughs> are that are that we're working way too hard. It's not that hard. You got born because of every lifetime you've ever lived has given you skills and propensities and a direction you're going. You've been spiraling through those lifetimes too. And the contrast has given you clarity about, ooh, what you want to live in the next lifetime, Ooh, what you want to evolve. Ooh, who you want to become, you know, because you now have skills and a new person, you know, your personality has evolved and you've developed some stuff. And all of a sudden you come into this lifetime and it's like, ha, 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 ha. And then you get born into that damn family, you know, and you think, oh, man, they're stopping me when actually they're the perfect catalyst. You you know, (laughs) I always say to people. The universe knows exactly who your family is going to be before you get here, but most of them won't be related to you. Um, <laughs> most of the people we're born into, the, the families we're born into are really more catalysts and uh, they provide us, God bless them, the contrast in order to become what it, later in life would be the greatest expression of our, here's the word intention, when we were in the last lifetime. But that intention may never have been spoken because who we get born into is just the natural evolution of who we've ever been. And we're the embodiment of that becoming. It's, it's the, it's the first question I ask in the book, um, is what we're asking when we come in. You know, what's the greatest thing I can do with the, with the skills that I have that's going to leave the world a better place while letting me know, allowing me to wake up fulfilled and have meaning in my life, knowing that, that, you know, I, I was, this was time well spent, you know, I became. So that question is literally your intention. That's the real only intention that matters. So, um, so, and that's what the universe is doing. It's moving through time and space in the same way. So expanding more vastly into its ability to, let's say, activate flow in the love of creation, just Mm -hmm. like we are. So, yeah. 
So the the universe is at the center of our atoms of our cells. Yes. We're living intention. Yes. The we're creators. So what do we need to remember when we're in pain so that we can get move forward in our life with the least amount of resistance? Love it. So great question. Imagine that right now, Sam, I mean, you don't have to imagine it. There is so much contrast in the world. There's lots of reason to feel pain. Even if you didn't have your own personal individual situation, you can look outside and just watch the news for five minutes, you know? So, so, so for me, all I can talk about is myself and Mm -hmm. what I've seen with my clients. Mm-hmm. The understanding of the laws of physics that, in fact, the problem can't exist without the solution. It cannot. Mm-hmm. It, it would defy physics. Mm-hmm. So just breathe that in for a second. Mm-hmm. Within you is the universe where exists the problem, but instantaneously also had to exist the solution. So we spend our lives trying to focus on how do I solve the problem? Right. When in actuality, the question should be, how do I line up with the solution? Right. And if that's true, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's a law in physics. Mm-hmm. So, but we've been taught, we've been, it's everywhere. Chiropractors, like it's, and I'm not, none of these practitioners am I putting down, by the way, mm-hmm. it's just how we've been trained. We go to chiropractors, we go to doctors, we go to dentists, we go to, we go to everybody. We go to, some people go to you, some people go to me, which I try mm-hmm. to redirect them. Mm-hmm. I don't try, I actually do redirect them because they won't be able to get the value of my work. Mm-hmm. They won't be able to get the value of what we're up to if they're coming at what we're up to together from the place of that they're broken and need fixing because they will perpetually be manifesting more brokenness to fix. And it's a very, um, it's a, it's a diabolical way to ever avoid getting on with being a creator Hmm. to constantly focus on. It's also a diabolical way for the outside world to keep us locked into this crazy ass self-perpetuating never get anywhere in this world, you know, never make evolutions. It takes a real visionary to hook into a real visionary who understands how to, mm, how to operate within that thriving operating system where you stay in the fold of moving forward and out. You understand? Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to, you have to realize it's an adventure. You came here to create Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to get curious. And as a start, just put those sticky notes up. And when you see it, do something to feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a start embodying that operating system is an entirely different thing. That's why we teach a course in it, but it's a start, Sam. Seriously, it's a real start to be able to realize that you have the capacity and the sovereignty to be able to choose how you feel. Um, that's a very important step in self-empowerment, to be able to choose how you choose feel. How feel. So, right. Yeah, Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. God, I wish I could 
I wish I could keep you on here forever, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the show, the, I'm, I'm out of time. I'm over time. So, so real quickly in, in, in like 10 seconds, why is manifestation a funny thing? <laughs> manifestation is a funny thing because you're not manifesting or no, let's say it another way. You're always manifesting. You're never not manifesting. Whatever is happening in your life is a manifestation. I would look at where your frequency is that's manifesting that mm. because it's your receptive, your where you are as a frequency that's receiving that life that's more important than your intention it has nothing to do with how well you asked God for what you wanted it has everything to do with your frequency and how you received what is already manifested and waiting for you. Right. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. We have to leave it there. Jennifer, if people want to learn more about you, learn about your work, where can they go? Where have they uh, www.thewideawakening.com or they can go to uh, facebook.com forward slash wide awakening and, uh, and follow us there. I'm, I'm always, always tag me. If you want to make a comment or say hi or ask, I, um, I'm always here. That's another place that could get 30 days free of our online community at wide at um, agentsofawakening.com and uh, come and play. And once you join, make sure you tag me when you have questions, because then I can say hi and tell yeah. me you met me on Sam's. Yes. Thank you so, so much, Jennifer. This is such this, this show is, I think a real holiday treat for the season for all my listeners. So thank oh, you. Thanks, Sam. So great to be here. Thanks for asking me. Absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you, all of my loyal listeners, for tuning in each week. Remember, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc and all over the podcasting platforms. And thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week. questions regarding your health are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness i'm frank r harrison host of frank about health and each thursday i will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you tune in every thursday at 5 p.m on talkradio.nyc and i will be frank about health to advocate for all of us what really drives success in business Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.